you're listening to Law and Gospel on this email Friday, June the 10th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and what we're going to be talking about today is an email we received from California. You know, you often can tell about a pope's position on issues by who he appoints to various positions like cardinals. And what happened uh, this Sunday is Pope Francis promoted a Roman Catholic bishop who is against serving pro-choice politicians. In other words, on Sunday, he named his cardinal San Diego Bishop Robert W. McElroy. He's a Roman Catholic leader who had spoken out against the calls for bishops to exclude pro-choice politicians like President Biden and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi from Holy Communion because of their stances on abortion. Now, this move by Pope Francis in support of McElroy comes in the wake of San Francisco's Archbishop Salvatore Cordelions. His announcement earlier this month that he would bar Pelosi from receiving Holy Communion due to her stance on abortion. Now, therefore, in naming McElroy instead as Cardinal, Pope Francis passed over Cordelion, who actually holds a higher rank. McElroy one of 21 new cardinals Pope Francis announced Sunday will be installed August 27 at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. Now, he warned against the idea of denying communion to pro-choice politicians in 2021 when U.S. bishops were considering altering their policy on communion, which Roman Catholics also refer to as the Eucharist. He said, The proposal to exclude pro-choice Catholic political leaders from the Eucharist is the wrong step. He, He wrote this for the Jesuit magazine America. It will bring tremendously destructive consequences, not because of what it says about abortion, but because of what it says about the Eucharist. He warned that if you exclude individuals who are unrepentant over abortion, The Eucharist is being weaponized and deployed as a tool in political warfare. 
This must not happen. Now, Cordelion, whom Pope Francis passed over, did congratulate McElroy on his appointment. But the San Francisco Archbishop had previously written to Pelosi, you are not to present yourself for Holy Communion, and should you do so, you are not to be admitted to Holy Communion. Now, did Cordialone say this without ever taking action or speaking with Pelosi? No. In a public letter to the faithful, he said he did take action after numerous attempts to speak with Pelosi to help her understand the grave evil she is perpetrating, the scandal she is causing, and the danger to her own soul she is risking. Wow. This is very much in line with the biblical understanding of the Lord's Supper. For example, I as a pastor would not commune individuals who are, for example, living together in a relationship that was contrary to the scripture until they repented and no longer began to live together. Why? Because if you read 1 Corinthians 11, when people take the Lord's Supper inappropriately, they not only get sick, but some of them even die. Now, that says something about how God regards the Lord's Supper. And it just so happens the Roman Catholic Church, according to its code of canon law, is very familiar with the biblical view on excommunication and unrepentant sin. It states that those who have been excommunicated or, quote, are obstinately persevering in manifest grave sin are not to be admitted to Holy Communion. That is a way of safety for these people. So the Archdiocese was silent on Pelosi's communion ban Cardinals clarified that his move had nothing to do with the leak of the Supreme Court draft opinion on Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, which would strike down Roe v. Wade, but rather with Pelosi's advocacy for codifying the Roe decision into federal law. It's becoming more and more extreme and more and more aggressive. But despite his clear declaration 
Pelosi did receive communion at the 9 a.m. Mass at Holy Trinity in the Georgetown neighborhood of Washington, D.C., last Sunday. Pelosi defended her position and condemned the archbishop's move against her in remarks last Tuesday. She claimed the issue of abortion is not just about terminating a pregnancy because the people criticizing its legality and morality also oppose contraceptives, family planning, and in vitro fertilization. This decision, taking us to privacy and precedent, is very dangerous in the lives of so many American people, and again, not consistent with the gospel of Matthew. Now, she therefore is defending abortion by hitting back at the archbishop by referencing the Bible. The San Francisco's Examiner's editorial board urged Pope Francis to remove this archbishop who was against Pelosi. The editorial board blasted the archbishop for punishing uh, Pelosi instead of right-wing politicians who voted against health care or funding for the poor. Now, Democrats have fully supported abortion uh, following the leak of Justice Samuel Alito's draft opinion, the draft that overturns Roe. Although Chief Justice John Roberts confirmed that the draft is genuine, it dates back to February and it does not represent the current or final opinion of the court. Activists targeted Roman Catholic churches for protests on Mother's Day. In fact, at a Roman Catholic church called Sacred Art of Mary, somebody had put in paint on the front doors of the church, my body, my choice. Wow. If that doesn't get you thinking of what Hitler did against the Jews, the Jews were the body of the Nazi organization, and they could do whatever they wanted to do with them. Medically speaking, any woman who thinks that the baby in her womb is my body simply does not understand basic medicine. So these are vandals who targeted this church, Sacred Art of Mary, in Boulder, Colorado. And so we need to remember that this spray painting bans off our bodies and also 
says, my body, my choice on the building. Now, this is important to remember. And why is that? Because Christians should be prepared to start being attacked by the left wing. And when we say attack, we mean actual violence against property and specifically against various individuals. Now, in the email, we had some comments. The church left behind its teaching, says one, for political expedience. And it was people like Francis who did it. The current church shows why the framers were wise to disconnect a particular religion from the state. Francis is too enamored with political popularity to be the leader of the church. Now, we really agree with this, that he is not a proper leader for a Christian church in this area of abortion and other things. Again, we get a reply. The idea that the church is on board without, with what Pope Francis is doing is liberal propaganda. When he first visited the United States, two Catholic Supreme Court justices refused to attend, Scalia and Alito. Many priests hope he dies of old age and a better suited pope would be appointed. Another email. Is that the religious equivalent of the secular plan of court packing, picking the people who will pick the next pope? See, this is really important because there are some Democrats who want to add to the Supreme Court another four members. And guess what kind of members they're going to be adding? Pro-abortion, pro-homosexual, and many other liberal points of view. And they think that by adding these additional Supreme Court justices, that therefore they will get their way in the country. Now, this is what some people are saying that the Pope is doing. He's putting cardinals in positions in order that the next Pope will be liberal as he is. He's packing the cardinals like the Democrats want to pack the Supreme Court. I think that's a very good email. Another email, with this move, Francis has shown that not only can he be a pope, but a political hack as well. And with this decision, 
he has shown he can impose a vendetta against anyone who thinks differently than he does. And also, with this move, I'm just asking the question, is he pro-life or not? Another individual writes, I have always stated that Pope Francis was and is still a communist. Now, we've been talking a lot about woke theology. It's even, well, come into some of our universities where the idea of black versus white and social ministry, etc., becomes more important than the doctrines of Scripture. So, another email writer, now we have a woke Catholic church. There is nothing in this country that is sacred anymore. It's all being destroyed. One other email talks about communion. Communion is one of the seven sacraments in the Catholic Church. It signifies being united with Christ in his death and resurrection. The Catechism states that anyone who is aware of having committed a mortal sin should not take communion. In 2007, Pope Benedict warned pro-choice politicians against taking communion. So now we have a new Pope, Pope Francis, who is against what the previous Pope had said. Then there is this question. Perhaps you could explain whether Pelosi's comment is correct that Catholics who oppose abortion also oppose contraceptives, family planning, and in vitro fertilization. I know that in the past, the church condoned only the rhythm method, but is that still the only approved way of avoiding pregnancy. At this time, the answer to that question is yes. The Roman Catholic Church believes that using contraceptives actually kills the various elements that brings forth a baby. Another email. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And that is a quotation from Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. Martin Luther in the Heidelberg Disputation, which he wrote in 1518, 
says much the same, that evil is called good and good is called evil. How is evil called good? Well, the idea that the Roman Catholic Church in that day and in this day taught that you were saved by your works and that you could get out of purgatory by giving money, etc. These were all ways in which the Roman Catholic Church was saying something that is evil is good. And then what was good, namely believing that Jesus Christ saved us by grace, through faith, on account of our faith, not on account of our works, they said was evil. In fact, remember the Pope put a ban against Martin Luther so that anyone who would put him to death would not be a problem. So we've got views of the Pope now because of his stance. Uh, another email, Francis has always marched in step with liberals. The decision of his will further erode the strength of the church. And that will go many people who hope for more from their Pope. I would only say, don't give up on Christianity. We don't worship the leader or pastor of the church. What I would say is join the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod because there you will find a constant decision to follow the word of God against woke theology, against any form of liberal theology. Because once the Bible says, this is it, wow. Another email writer shows the problem the church is about to have. The church see parishioners in a mass exodus, and that has been imploding for decades. I was raised Roman Catholic, but have not been inside a church for 30 years. No thanks. So, I am sorry this Pope is not correct in his teachings. Abortion is wrong in the eyes of the church, and those supporting the act should not be allowed to receive the sacraments. The church cannot have a separate set of rules for politicians. In other words, you can't say if you're a politician, you can be living in unrepentant sin and will baptize you, will marry you, and will also bury you. You see, when you're under the right of excommunication, 
none of those deeds can be done by the church for you because we're sending a signal that that can lead to eternal damnation as 1 Corinthians 11 teaches. So when we pastors say to someone that you cannot take the Lord's Supper, it's not because we're being mean or we're trying to punish them, but we are trying to safeguard them from the problems that could occur. It's not that we would reject the Lord's Supper for someone who may even be a Christian. For example, when I was pastor for 28 years at a Missouri Synod church, if a Baptist wanted to receive the Lord's Supper, I would explain to them that if they did that, they would be confessing that the Baptist church refusal to baptize infants is a gross sin. So they would not go ahead and take communion under those circumstances. And we need to be careful because they still might be a Christian, but we cannot commune someone who is of a different doctrinal persuasion than others. Another one says, I left my church because of the obvious political bias of my pastor. We were of the same party, but my pastor did an end run and basically endangered our church's tax-exempt status. The church is about to close its doors now. Pope Francis is wrong. It's part of his plan. I'm pretty sure that this should end the Catholic doctrine of infallibility of the Pope. I am a Catholic who went to Catholic school, who attends a Baptist church. When I attended, I was pro-choice a long time ago. When I picked up my son and held him for the first time, I became pro-life. I was so wrong. Thanks so very much. Be back on Monday. God bless you. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.